0: Hello my friends and welcome to another episode of Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. It is the 23rd of February 2021 and we are but days removed from the Elimination Chamber, which I'm just going to be honest with you, I thought it was a good show. I really enjoyed it. Now, The Miz won the WWE Championship, he cashed in his money in the bank, a lot of people got mad because they don't think The Miz should be WWE Champion. I can kind of understand Can I? I don't know if I can, actually, now I've said that. I've said that out loud. Actually, maybe I don't think this at all. The thing is, when it comes to the money in the bank, the real issue I had with it this year was the fact... Don't forget, The Miz has just become the WWE champion. This was Otis's. (laughs) This This was Otis's to win, and this was Otis's to lose. And obviously, The Miz beat him, and Tucker vanished into a hole, and now Otis is a heel, and teaming with Chad Gable. It's been pretty crazy all around, and that's where I have my... My biggest bugbear. It's like it got all messy and the Miz in at TLC, and then a couple of months later, he still becomes a champion. We could have done it a lot cleaner, and it kind of ties into a lot of the things we have done with the briefcase over the last few years. But there's also been some unsuccessful cash ins that we needed to reverse in order to still make it feel like a big deal. It's like um, there was that. Uh, tr- what's the word I'm looking for? The, um, well, there was the issue for a while that you could win the Raw Rumble, but you didn't actually main event WrestleMania. And that kind of made it think, well, you know, it's it's losing its to lore a little bit, but now I kind of feel like we balanced that out. And when I sat down to watch Raw, I asked myself this question, did I enjoy Raw simply because I felt like there was an angle, I felt that like there was a direction, and I felt like there was something new going on? And the answer was yes. We'll talk about the murderer, incarnate Bobby Lashley, in a few, in a few minutes. But... Usually, if you had told me that Raw was going to open with the Miz TV segment, I would have groaned, not in a bad way, just because I've seen it so many times. But to have this little bit of a twist, this little bit of a swerve, I, I, I'm not saying it's the best thing WWE has ever done. I'm not saying that I wouldn't prefer it if maybe a couple of young guys had been put in this spot, tried to build new talent, tried to build new stars. But in terms of what I got, I certainly wasn't annoyed about it at all. And I think it's made for a couple of good days in professional wrestling. But like I say, thank you very much for joining me. And thank you very much for pinsandknuckles.com for always supporting Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. Where would I be without them? Same with my patrons, patreon.com forward slash simonmiller316. Thank you to everyone that signed up over the last week. I can't do this without you. The podcast would disappear. And I know a lot of people support my YouTube stuff as well. Again, search for Simon Miller and all the other personal stuff that I do within my life. And yeah, I always want to say as early in the show as I can that I appreciate it, that you are all very kind folks. And you're just kind folk for listening. And if you could subscribe and leave a, a rating and do all that kind of stuff, uh, iTunes and whatever podcast app you use, it just shines a bigger light on the show. So, yeah, thanks from me to you, even if you disagree with me and you're currently slapping your head as I would do and going, Simon, I think you're an absolute buffoon. And it's kind of given us a window into what we're probably going to do at WrestleMania. And I think this because like a few weeks ago we were saying, why has Bobby Lashley been treated like he's being treated like what is his purpose because he was just kind of hanging around playing nintendo being the united states champion and as we found out that's the reason wwe were desperate to do a triple threat match at the elimination chamber because there was no way they were going to have bobby lashley be beaten however they needed to get them that title off of him Which ties into a whole other thing we probably need to talk about at one point, in the sense, what the hell's happening with Keith Lee? I hope he's all right. Like, some people said injury, some people said they weren't too sure. I mean, my gut says it must be coronavirus, because he wasn't at the building, but I don't like to speculate. But, you know, all of that one side, I just hope that he's okay, and I hope that he's well, and I hope that he's healthy. But it kind of makes me think, given that Riddle had, you know, Riddle, obviously now, now is a US champion, but hadn't really done much of anything and I know you could make the same argue when we're talking about Keith Lee but I kind of feel like Riddle was a a step above that like Bobby Lashley beating him and beating him beating him and Riddle would do sneak attacks and I know there was all that controversy with Keith Lee about you know not being able to work a big man style or whatever the hell the problem was and being sent down to the performance center among others but I don't feel like he'd hit a ceiling or anything like that and with Riddle I was like I don't really get what you're going to do so all of a sudden having him pin John Morrison who was the guy that replaced Keith Lee during the pre-show was like, okay, this is really, really strange. And it got even stranger when we then did John Morrison Riddle 2 on Raw, but Bobby Lashley didn't care about that US belt anymore. And I get I get that he doesn't need to care about the title because he's going after bigger fish now, right? The World Championship is far more important. But you think he'd be a bit annoyed about what went down. The fact he didn't lose, but the books will say that he lost. But maybe I'm just looking into it a, a little bit too much. But yeah, my point being is that he has been an absolute dominant beast, for ages, and I didn't see him moving up to the main event picture, because we'd already done Drew Bobby Lashley, so I was like, okay, it's just gonna be, I think it was May last year we did it, I just assumed it was, you know, Bobby Lashley is massive, and this is how Vince McMahon likes to treat his massive guys, but no, hugely incorrect, and I think it's paid off, I do, because there is no point in treating somebody that way, and ensuring they come across like the greatest person ever, I said this on my Twitter, cheap plug, Simon316, same on Instagram, If I was a kid watching wrestling, right? And when you're a kid and watching wrestling, that's when you buy in the most. You just do. You know, innocence is a wonderful thing when it comes to young people and you just accept what you're being shown. I don't know if WWE are trying to portray Bobby Lashley as a bad guy or a good guy, but I know I'd be looking at him going, you are the coolest person ever. You're not scared. You turn up and, you know, in your suits, you beat the hell out of people. You went one-on-one with Braun Strowman and you destroyed him within five minutes and kicked out of his finishing move. Like... I guess the the good part to all of this is because some people go, oh, it's going to be Drew McIntyre. Well, no, because WWE's done a great job with Drew McIntyre too, which is actually why I'm slightly in favor of if you said this is going to be the WWE title main event at WrestleMania. Like, it's not the strongest in terms of a marquee because we've done the feud before, and if we're just being honest, you know, the names aren't as, you know, if you, if you told me we were going to do Roman Reigns versus, uh, sorry, Drew McIntyre versus The Rock, that just has more marquee appeal. It's true. But when, you know, for the people that dedicate themselves to WWE for 365 days a year and all through the 12 month period, and you don't want the big stars to come back or the legendary stars from yesteryear, I think it makes absolutely perfect sense that Bobby Lashley would be in that picture, either as the champion or challenging for the championship. Because again, who hasn't he wrecked? He's wrecked everybody. I can't even, the last time he must have lost was against Drew McIntyre. Must be, Maybe I'm forgetting, you know, one here or there. The last time he was pinned or submitted. And that's a good old while ago. The question now is how long does The Miz hold on to his title? I was convinced that he could probably lose it on Raw. Instead, we're going to hold it off till next week. You've got to imagine we kept Drew McIntyre off the show because he will interfere. And this is what I mean when I talk about shenanigans. That makes perfect sense. But when you just don't over-shenanigan the whole show, otherwise Drew interfering we'll just be like, oh my gosh, not another interference. Then you probably build to a triple threat match at Fastlane, which you've got to do. You want a big main event. And then you ask the question, okay, what do we do at WrestleMania? I can see Bobby Lashley beating The Miz either next week or at Fastlane and then taking on Drew. Only shame with that is that, you know, on February 23rd, so within a couple of months, less so, uh, Bobby Lashley's already going to have come and gone, which is actually more of a, more of a de- definition of a transitional champion if The Miz only holds it for two weeks. That's kind of just like a blip. And... I don't know if I actually mean this or not but I certainly have the sensation that it kind of feels like a waste to do all this work with Bobby Lashley and then not get some kind of long-term gain out of it so maybe I think I said this on ups and downs I can't remember now but maybe you want to do Miz versus Bobby Lashley next week Bobby Lashley wins is that right I think that's right what am I saying here yes Bobby Lashley wins Then you do Drew versus Bobby Lashley at Fastlane. Yes, because Drew McIntyre needs his revenge. (laughs) Who am I talking to? Yes. Sheamus then interferes because he's still mad and he can be preoccupied with AJ Styles, whatever they're going to do in the interim. And then that means you have Drew versus Sheamus in a non-title match at WrestleMania, but then who the hell do you put in there against Bobby Lashley? That's not going to be very fun either. I don't know if that's a very good idea. My point is I'm trying to, you know, deceive, um, conceive, conceive scenarios where Bobby Lashley can hold on to the championship for a bit longer. Has he ever been world champion? I'm looking it up right now. I know he was ECW champion, but that doesn't count. <laughs> well, let's, not- <laughs> let's not pretend otherwise. None of that counts. In my head, he hasn't been. But again, I don't mean this. World championships just don't feel the same as they you know, as they did. Right, world championship, uh, world entertainment wrestling. World entertainment wrestling. I-, I watch this a lot. He hasn't won that many titles. He's been an ECW world champion twice. And this is just Wikipedia, so it could be wrong. An IC champion twice, a US champion twice, and he's won one Slammy award, which was a trash talker of the year, which apparently was in 2020. And he shared that with Lacey Evans. Good work, Bobby. So no, I do really want to... Let's say we give it to him next week. Let's work this out. So we give it to him on the 1st of March. And then you've got one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Essentially, we'll call it six weeks, just shy. A six weeks championship run... I don't know if that does anything for him. That worries me a little bit, but maybe I'm overthinking. I don't know. It's it's a strange one. It's a strange one. But I I like that all these options have opened up. I just do. And I also think that MVP and Bobby Lashley together are just gold. They were gold in TNA. They're gold here. He's basically resurrected Bobby Lashley's career in many ways. Uh, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin are great too, although they do need to stop resting the Lucha House Party, and they absolutely need to have a tag team feud, but there's nothing they can do about that. It's out of their hands. So I'm intrigued. I'm excited. And if The Miz holds it for a long time, I always have this side of me that watches wrestling where I'm like, what a cool thing that guy's been able to do. He arrived in 2005. He was told he wasn't going to last a week. And here we are, 16 years later, two-time WWE champion, a double Grand Slam champion. You know, has, has a legacy in WWE, has tenure, has longevity. Is he, you know, is he the best wrestler in the world? No, but there's certainly different ways you can look at it. And I think I'm so impressed and I'm so inspired that if you want to allow him to have a long title reign, even if I don't necessarily think it's going to be the best thing for the television show, as somebody that admires what he's done, I'm like, man, just do it. Just flip and do it. So that's my crazy scenario for what we could do at WrestleMania. Fastlane is kind of getting in the way, but I get it from a business point of view. There's no point acting like we don't, excuse me, we don't understand. But you've got this big move to Peacock. Plus, you probably don't want to trial anything when it comes to WrestleMania. You want to have something in there before it. And Fastlane will be the fall boy. I'm sure it will be fine. Much like that Roadblock roadblock uh, Triple H, uh, Dean Ambrose thing we did years ago. 2016, I believe that was. That was fine. That was fun. Just do something like that. In terms of the Elimination Chamber 2, obviously, uh, we had that four-way to begin with. John Morrison slotted into that triple threat. And then we started with the Elimination Chamber for the Universal Championship for the number one contender. And it was Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, King Corbin and Sami Zayn. Thought it was really fun. I got up in front of me, 34 minutes and 20 seconds, the longest match of the night. The Raw one was 31 minutes, 10 seconds. Just so easy to watch. I thought Cesaro and Daniel Bryan stole the show, but I thought Jey Uso was great. Yeah, they were all great. Every single person played their role. King Corbin going out first was a bit like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Sami Zayn is a buffoon. Kevin Owens doesn't care about the safety of his body and the tease at the end with the potential that Jey Uso was going to win, I thought was nice. And I was disappointed originally when Cesaro didn't win. But then when I found out, we, were, you know, the plan was just to do a one minute 32 universal title match. I was like, actually, I'm quite glad. Like, I would rather Daniel Bryan protected himself a little bit more. But it's not it's not an issue because... It's because Daniel Bryan has basically decided this and Daniel Bryan has had his time in the sun like if we hadn't had all that stuff around Wrestlemania 30 I'd be banging my head against the wall but at least we had that am not saying we couldn't have had more but you know there was something whereas Cesaro hasn't really had that time so while you would have been over the moon for Cesaro to have won the chamber match if he then goes to lose to Roman in a minute 30 that's not the right time and in fact going back to what we are talking about before maybe Fastlane is the right time I don't because it's not going to be Cesaro versus Roman Reigns it's absolutely going to be Edge we made that clear at the pay-per-view it's kind of difficult to now work Cesaro into that because we have such a set direction but maybe that can be the feud coming out maybe we do Cesaro versus Edge and Edge wins that championship I'm all good with that so yes I thought overall that was really really well done Uh, the Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan match as well was so difficult because storyline wise perfect we didn't need another rousing babyface fighting back if he wasn't going to win. I actually thought this helped Roman, Roman Reigns' character even more. But as the wrestling fan that I am, I was desperate to get a really good one-on-one match. <laughs> that's what I wanted to see. And when I didn't get it, I was like, man, that would have been so good. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a little bit of a shame. But again, it told a story, which is what wrestling should do. Hence why the, I thought the Miz thing was good as well, because I was angry. And I think I was meant to be angry, right? That's the whole idea. Uh, moved into the, uh, yeah, Riddle winning the United States Championship. What's he calling it? Travis? Hmm. <laughs> uh Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defeating Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks was fine I'm sure we are going to carry that on between Bianca and Sasha and Smackdown and they'll build to their WrestleMania match which we should do Nia Jax absolutely has a say now to say that she should be the number one contender because she has pinned Sasha Banks and she has pinned Oscar within the last 48 hours which is why we should never muddy the waters with the tag team championships and the women's championship because you can make stupid arguments like that I don't know who the hell they're going to do next. Have they done the Lana-Naomi match and I forgot? I can't even remember. I just want Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez to win them now. I just think that would be better and I think it would be more fun. And tying into what Nia and Shayna did on Raw too. I mean, Shayna Baszler booted the tooth of Oscar out of her mouth. I thought when I first saw that kick, well, that looked a little bit harsh, but I thought I was just being a moron. And then I watched it back. I was like, nope, that just booted her right in the face. Because Oscar is really good. But it didn't look like she was selling. It looked like she had been knocked loopy. And she literally had been. I'm like, flipping Nora. Um, and then we had all the, you know, we started to build the Charlotte Flair and Oscar program now. I mean, it was if it wasn't going to happen now, it was going to happen at WrestleMania. It kind of feels like we're just done with the Rick Flair, Lacey Evans stuff, which I'm not going to moan about. I actually prefer it when all stories are tied up. This is my exception. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need to do it anymore. And the Charlotte Ric Flair thing was interesting too. I actually thought the conversation was good, like in terms of the delivery and the setup and the execution. But I swear they've had that conversation about seven hundred and forty-one times. And also because of the the the, the back, uh, the story in the background, I was just I don't know. Man, I don't want to hear about pregnant Ric Flair, <laughs> Lacey. I kind of like the spin on it though, Ric Flair saying you wanted to cement the name as not only a sort of a wrestling family, not only as in-ring performers, but as trainers. That actually probably would have been the better way to go with, but we didn't do that. So you can't all of a sudden try and retrofit it into a into a hole when you've got a square peg. But look, if we're going to move on from it, I'm not going to moan. Uh, Raw Elimination Chamber match, again, really fun as well. Kind of should have known what was going to happen because Drew beat everybody. And that was the right thing to do. Drew is a strong babyface champion. He should overcome the odds. It makes you like him more. Um, and the whole Seamus AJ Styles twist at the end I enjoyed too we should probably just talk about Randy Orton here well twofold actually threefold I changed my mind one Jeff Hardy has stopped doing swanton bombs this is now three matches in a week that he's lost because he keeps going for them when he probably's won after the twist of fate Kofi Kingston should have been attacked by retribution it seemed absolutely bizarre that Mustafa Ali didn't turn up on the pay-per-view after everything that he said but the next night on Raw is like oh I hate you again and yeah, Randy Orton. Randy Orton blamed his loss, which I did enjoy. First person out there. I thought it was a really good way out of there. I thought it was a really good thing to do. He blamed it on being distracted by Alexa Bliss. It's kind of it's kind of brilliant because... Well, not brilliant. That's a bit strange. Like, Rand, no matter what you give him, Randy Orton... If you had told me that you're going to give Randy Orton Goo Goo Gaga, I would like... There's no way... That's not Randy Orton's star. But I actually think he cuts quite good promos. So I actually quite like it. I think it's kind of decent. So that's a testament to him. And I don't even mind them doing the hocus-pocus stuff. Like, I really don't. I think that it's, it's, I, I've never minded it in the past. I don't want wrestling to shy away from that. It's just for one reason, <clears throat> excuse me, for one reason or another, it is not for me. Because, and I know this, because basically Randy Orton was cutting this promo, going, I'm distracted, Alexa like Bliss, like, blah, 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 blah. and then Black Goo started to come out of his mouth. Now, <laughs> we, we were supposed to be shocked by this. And we were supposed to be like, oh my gosh, Black Goo is coming out of Randy Orton's mouth. I laughed, <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I knew well this hasn't hit right at all. Um but it's not it's not an insult towards Randy Orton because again I think he deals with this stuff very very well. I think he I think his portrayal is actually quite decent. And I can't say much for The Fiend anymore because he hasn't been around. But I think that's true with Alexa Bliss. I think she plays the character very well. It's just the ideas make me giggle. And again, that's not what we're going for here at all. But I don't hate it. And I don't want it to go away from the show. It's just silly. Very, very, very silly. And I suppose we're going to do some kind of Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania. Bray Wyatt will come back. Somebody made the very good point the other day. The reason he's probably been off TV so much is because of the tragic death of Luke Harper. They must have been close, or we we know that they were. So he's probably needed a few more weeks, if not months, to, well, you can never recover from it, but try to get your head around it. Um, So I think we always, again, we always need to keep that in mind the human perspective on professional wrestling. There is no rush. Who even cares, right? Even if he comes back as a gerbil, a goat, a literal goat, I don't care. As long as he's feeling better. But yeah, so I, I enjoyed the Elimination Chamber. There wasn't that much not to like. I thought the complete abandoning of the Oscar-Lacey Evans match and then teasing that Oscar was going to have a match and not delivering was a little bit silly because just say it's not going to happen. Like, don't leave me waiting going, well, what's going to happen? and Nothing happens. Also, all WWE shows would be two and a half hours. Absolute breeze to watch. And that was with one hour of Elimination Chambering. So I liked how he set up for Raw. I think it's done a good job in... Uh, giving us more of a structure for WrestleMania, which is important because, you know, we're getting damn close. Kurt Angle on his new show said that, you know, in his heyday, WrestleMania would be cemented late December by the least, uh, by the latest, sorry. We have not done that one with this one. I don't think anybody has a clue, which I guess there is a little bit of a get out of jail free card because of the, con- the coronavirus and the fans are they coming and they're not coming. Uh, rhea ripley got her video saying she's coming to raw why we didn't do that the night after the rumble i don't know but better late than never better never late all the bad bunny stuff is fine i totally get it i think it benefits damien priest from being with him because he is a big star and hopefully allows damien priest to shine when he's gone because i really really like damien priest i think he's awesome talked about new day and retribution don't really get it don't know what the idea is braun Strowman was hilarious I mean, comes out. I mean, we are going to do Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon at Mania now. I'm convinced. I don't see why you would have these two encounters between those two guys unless you had decided on that. I don't want to see that for the record, but maybe it's really good. I don't know. I don't want to judge something before I've actually witnessed it. It's just I didn't like it at first here, but then when I saw the main event and Bobby Lashley destroyed Braun Strowman, I was like, it's the best thing ever. Braun Strowman is the. Uh- <laughs> It's the flipping best and I totally mean it and outside of that not a lot not a lot happened. There was kind of um, yeah, there was kind of some fallout or some repeats from Elimination Chamber in the sense of taking guys and having them fight. But all of it, I thought, was very, very watchable. I thought it was a good show. Uh, not Again, I think it's the best thing I've ever seen. And sure, there's better, there's better champions out there than The Miz. Whatever. I don't know. I just know that when all was said and done over the both days, I was like, you know what? That's not so bad. And hopefully it now feels like we're on the road to WrestleMania and things can tighten up a little bit. Outside of that, I don't think there was any massive news. Um, a lot of people talking about the whole WWE and AEW and New Japan and Impact thing getting together and the Sammy Guevara stories, but I think they've kind of done the rounds enough. And I think they'll be, look, I, just for the record, I'm sure there'll be some questions in the q and I mean, John Moxley came out and said this in an interview too. WWE is never going to team up with anybody unless they come under their banner. That's how they want to do it. That's how or they've always wanted to do it. And that's not a good thing. That's not a bad thing. That's just the way they treat the business. Whereas Tony Khan, especially, you know, kind of fueled, fueled by Kenny Omega, they they want to have the door open the forbidden door and it's business you know to come will work and that's probably the best way to be because WWE is massive not saying that AEW isn't but they're not in the same league as WWE just because they haven't been around as long so if you want to try and climb that ladder why not get some help from other people I think it's fine and talking of AEW as well they did indeed announce what barbed wire exploding deathmatch of all the things (laughs) I never thought never thought that was going to happen in a I don't know what the right words to use are, but we'll go with mainstream American promotion. That's the only thing I can think of, but I'm sure that you can probably prove me wrong by saying that. But that's what, I, that's what I'm getting at. I just don't even know what they're going to do. Because John Moxley did an interview with The *Resting Observer where he said, this isn't some la-di-da-ha-ha funny-funny. And as soon as the idea was pitched to him, he was like, okay, well, if we're doing this, we are doing this for real. We're going all in. We're going to be crazy. I, it's going to blow up at the end of it, I presume. I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect, and some people have been like, "Oh, I don't want to see it; it's rubbish, blah blah blah." And that's cool; that's your prerogative. But I'm so intrigued, and it allows this revolution pay per view again, which will be mostly fanless, to have such a definitive and interesting edge. I think I'm good. <laughs> I, th- I I want to see it. It's like a car. It's like when Mike Tyson came back, right? I wanted to see Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones, um, and I got it. And did I enjoy it? I don't know, but I know that I had to see it. And it's the same with Eddie Hall versus um, Thor that's happening in a, whenever it is next year, a couple of months. Two strong men just trying to punch each other in the face. I want to see it. <laughs> is it a good idea? Probably not, but it's got me. And I, I know this death match is going to be a little bit different, but I'm absolutely massively fascinated to see how the hell they, that they pull it all. They pull it all together and we will get it in what, like two weeks, I believe a week Sunday. Cause they're moving the pay-per-view to, uh, to a week Sunday, uh, Sunday for the first time. Yeah, it's a week Sunday, so that will be fascinating. And I'm enjoying all the um, eliminated tournament with the AEW women too. Uh, I don't know a lot of the um, women on the Japanese side, and I always enjoy getting to discover new talent like that, so that's great. And I think all oh, the women on the American side are doing awesome too. It sucks about Anna J I think she's going to be out six months with a shoulder injury, which is just a horrible thing to try and get your head around. But I think, yeah, Nina Rose, Britt Baker, Ty Conte um oh, i'm forgetting people now thunder rosa uh, lady Hirsch, whoever everyone i think it's a really good idea i know some people are a little bit disappointed that it's not on dynamite but um what was the match from last week it was reho versus thunder no versus Serena deep i'm pretty sure that did the best rating of the night so if we can compete continue to build this and you know business gets in the way almost you just have to go with it there's no way you can get annoyed about it so yeah i look forward to look forward to seeing uh, how that's going to go and I'm still way behind on NXT, uh, which is really really bad. I need to I need to catch up on my NXT. But there's only so many hours in the day. Like who messaged me the other day and they said, "Millie, you should do an ups and downs for." Oh, I can't even remember what it was now. But I was like, "Bro, I don't know where I get the time to do it." Not that I'm moaning. I love being busy. It's the best thing ever. But <laughs> I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to find the time. Let me see if I can. What is happening on Dynamite tomorrow night? And we should probably see what's happening on NXT too uh oh a new new match got announced 43 minutes ago according to the internet what it is i don't know but here's the lineup lance archer and ray phoenix in a face of the revolution ladder match qualifier you got to put phoenix in that ladder match of course who is it? it's cody scorpio sky and somebody else i don't remember because i'm a terrible person yeah going to be in a six-way ladder match to discern the tnt number one contender phoenix has got to be in that match ray phoenix is not of this planet when it comes to wrestling proper bonkers and it's Hangman Page versus Isaiah, Isaiah Cassidy of course because last week Isaiah Cassidy dressed up as the Jacksonville Jaguars mascot. I'm really enjoying all the stuff between Matt Hardy, Hardy and Hangman Page. It's just so ludicrous. <laughs> but it's ludicrous in the best way. Uh, Jake Hager versus Brandon Cutler cuz Brandon Cutler stuck his nose in their business. Uh, Varsity Blones, Blondes versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks, that will be good. Sting will appear if he didn't get murdered by Brian Cage, I couldn't believe it when he gave him the power bomb. I made a noise in my lounge like some kind of goat trying to give birth. That was absolutely unreal. And fair play to Sting. Everyone on the internet goes, Oh, Sting. Sting doesn't know what he's doing. Let him do whatever the flip he wants. I know he's 61 years old, but if a doctor's looked at him and said, yeah, You can probably get away with it, just let him do it. Just let him do it. Why wouldn't you? Imagine you were 61 and some asshole on the internet was telling you to stop. You wouldn't like it. I'm pretty sure... Tra- sting is happy with the risk otherwise he wouldn't do it uh john moxie versus ryan nemeth which is a very random match and yeah in the uh, women's tournament we've got Britt baker versus nyla rose which will be which will be really good i think i look forward to that match so you know it's not it's not one of those uh, you know on paper you go must see AEW dynamite but i think it does have some legs and let me see if i can find anything on nxt as well i just whack in that word preview sometimes works, sometimes takes me back to like 2014. (laughs) This is no good. No, you see, I can't, I can't, I can't get anything. Everything is from six days ago. This is the problem. You should be able to find out what's going to happen on the shows just by looking into it. But no, it's all, it's all from last week, but I'm sure it will be good. As I've said time and time again, I don't, I don't want either show to be a success. I don't want either show to fail in that sense. I just want every, well, I want every show to succeed. There's a stupid way to write it, but that's my point. I want, I don't. I'm intrigued by the ratings as a fan to see who's doing what and who's popping in the audience and everything like that. But yeah, I, why the hell anybody would want anyone to fail, I don't know. And I don't want anybody to fail. I want again. I really, do, I really want the wrestling business to get back to where it was in the late '90s because I still think it's fun now and I enjoy it. And I'm not sure, given the state of the world, it's even able to get there. But that should always be the goal. And that's not going to happen if you know, other companies aren't successful. It's going to, you know, the reason it was so successful in the late 90s is because there was two companies that were on fire and nobody knew what to watch and people were excited. And that's what you need to to bring back the excitement and the, the, and the fun. And I always find it a little bit weird when people sort of rag on ratings. What difference does it make to you? If you didn't enjoy the show, if you enjoyed the show, I don't see what other people's viewing habits makes a difference. Is there anything else we need to... I mean, yeah, Buddy Murphy has basically made it very clear on Twitter Twitter, Twitter that he's frustrated with his spot. I don't blame him. He was sort of, you know, rocking and rolling, and then he got taken out of the thing. Um, There was another quote as well that I enjoyed. I can't remember what the hell it was, so we're not going to talk about that. I thought SmackDown was good too before we move on. Oh, Samoa Joe, that's right. Samoa Joe did an interview where he kind of made it sound like he still... I'm speculating here. I don't know for sure, but it sounded like he was saying that doctors are still trying to work with him to get him back. So it must be this concussion issue that he's been dealing with for a while. Um, And I I did a tweet ages ago, just saying, put Samojo back in the ring. It was kind of just like, you know, I miss him in the ring. And some people turned that, some people turned that into, oh, you don't care about his health. I was like, wow, man, that's the leap. That's the leap of all leaps. Of course I care. That's the most important thing. I made a whole video about this. I think... You should cancel matches halfway through if it's going to protect if it's going to protect professional wrestlers. But I didn't realize it was as serious as it was. So I hope Samoa Joe is okay. I hope Keith Lee is okay. There's probably a bunch of other people that I've forgotten, but I hope anyone that's injured or dealing with anything right now is okay because the human side is more important. Uh, WWE's new performance class has been revealed. Pretty much, it's Parker Bordeaux. I think you pronounce it, but surely it's Bordeaux. I don't know. Go and look at him because if that's not Brock Lesnar's kid, which it's not unreal so I, I know a lot of people get excited about this but i'm like yeah but he looks so much like brock lesnar how the hell are you going to get away from it so that's going to be kind of fascinating uh, bronson reichsteiner who is the son of rick steiner has signed for wwe so that's going to be fascinating angela arnold who trained with booker t christian brigham anthony henry christine uh, christian hubble uh, kassira river zoe stark and cora jade and um, Gigi dolan as well but that's priscilla kelly she's obviously debuted on NXT TV recently. So they are the latest people to sign up. And obviously they signed Blake Christian as well. Was he in that list? Oh, he is. He's Christian Hubble right there. So he's in there. He's Blake Christian. So, you know, more people going into WWE. Again, you get people going, oh, I can't believe it. Just let people live their lives and choose, where. choose wherever the hell they want to go. It's a business at the end of the day. And you need to... i think sometimes you know casting aspersions on people just because you don't like the company they chose imagine you chose to go to barclays instead of nationwide and somebody in the bushes went you piece of crap you'd be like (laughs) it's not great i don't appreciate it so yeah that's the wrestling world um also that's the other thing as well on that march 3rd dynamite so it's just popped up on my screen on that march 3rd dynamite when we're going to get the Cody match against Shaq and we're going to get the um, finals of the women's tournament, I believe, and then find out who's going to fight Sheida. We are also... Tully Blanchard is in a match <laughs> with FTR. Now, look, again, like I just said with Sting, he knows. It was just the last thing I was expecting. And I'm intrigued to see what he does. The last time I saw him wrestle was at the Heroes of Wrestling event, but that doesn't count. That's the worst event of all time. It wasn't his fault. He probably turned up and realized what an absolute farce it was and any motivation he had went flying out of the window. But yeah, that's what we're going to do. So that March 3rd match is going to be fascinating. and then, Or the night, I should say. And I already think that WWE has started counter-programming, if I'm correct. I think they've got a bunch of stuff they're going to do too. And again, people roll their eyes. It's fine, whatever. Like, would it be better if they were on different nights? Yes, because then more people could watch them and the number would probably go up. It's just the way that it works. But it's, it's just what's going to happen. It's what WWE has always done. Again, like I always say, I'm trying to be far more just a word far more lenient with roll-ups and distractions and everything like that I mean if you do too many I'm still going to call you out for it but how can I watch WWE and get mad I knew this I knew that it's like going on I can't believe there's men in pants come on now you must have known there was going to be men in pants so yeah it's one of those things that you just have to expect and you just have to enjoy um and who got injured in New Japan too. I wanted to talk about that and I've completely forgotten was it takahashi i don't remember i don't want to talk about it now i've forgotten i saw a headline and i read it and it's just completely completely gone from my mind i don't want to start casting aspersions over people that are in, <laughs> over people that are injured when they're not so we will we will, we will forget about that and we'll build a fast lane we'll see we'll see what's going to go on i think i think wwe's in a good way i think AEW's in a good way i think revolution and wrestlemania shaping up to be really fun and interesting pay-per-views gonna be a crazy week because on the seventh you've got revolution, and a week later you've got Fastlane. lane. So if you're not burned out on wrestling already, everybody will do a damn good job. I think you have a you have an Impact Wrestling pay per view in there too, and everyone has been saying that Rich Swan is going to defend against Moose retain, and that at their next pay per view for Impact we are going to get Kenny versus Rich Swan, which is kind of intriguing to me. I don't know how you don't have moose win that he's a bit like bobby he's the bobby lashley of tier of impact he's just smashing everybody up so you're gonna have to come up um you have to come up with something something for that but uh, impact's quite good at the moment as well they did their best rating in ages the other week because they had i think i I assume a huge reason for that is coming off was it coming off a pay-per-view i don't know but they had fin juice on it too and i think loads of people wanted to see what they were going to do and i love that i love this open door policy you do not need to do it every week it should absolutely be a coming and going type of thing but uh, i i love it it makes it so much more exciting you never know what's going to go down it puts a smile on my face. Uh, thank you to everyone that asked me a question. Again, usually do it on Twitter at cybermeta316. So make sure you follow me on there and you can keep an eye on it. I'm coming up to a very big mi- milestone on there, which I can't honestly can't quite believe. It's absolutely ludicrous that I'm even in this ballpark. So yeah, if you don't follow me on there and you want to give me a needless uh, ego boost about a random number, <laughs> I would massively appreciate it uh my man adam good friend of the show adam pearson go check him out as well says do you think sometimes wrestling fans just want to watch the world burn has the rise of the smart wrestling fan led to an era of smug self-entitlement where rather than enjoying wrestling for what it is we overanalyze it and when it is booked our way we moan a lot i would say yes i do think that happens i don't think it's as prevalent as it feels that it is because the vocal minority is always going to be the loudest that's just how it works they shout they shout louder um but I suppose it was always going to evolve this way. When The more you learn about the product and the more you get involved in the backstage stuff and the more rumors and murmurs and opinions sort of come out and they all get gelled into one, it then does... I mean, Roman Reigns is the great example of this. And I think the problem with the Roman Reigns situation is it proves some of those people right. We should have turned Roman Reigns heel. We should have allowed Roman Reigns to be the Roman Reigns that we've got now. And if we had done that after WrestleMania 33, who the hell knows where we'd be? So it is... That's a shame they actually have some evidence, but like the miz winning the, the money in the bank briefcase i think sometimes it's all good just to sit back and let it play out doesn't mean you have to like it like i'm watching a show called the americans at the moment really good television show do i like every episode no but do i go on the internet after one i don't like i'm never watching this show again no i just i let the story play out and it doesn't mean you can't be critical it doesn't mean you can't be really loud and it doesn't mean you can't complain but i think sometimes we get lost in that and forget what it is it's not the be all and end all it's just professional wrestling uh, Tom Talks Rubbish says, Any advice on improving my technique for reviews? I find that I struggle to explain things that are happening, and you do such a great job. Well, that's a very nice question. Uh, it's a hard one for me to pass advice on because I'm my own biggest critic. Like, especially for the Elimination Chamber this week, I had a few things going on, and my head wasn't totally in the game, and I felt really disappointed in myself afterwards. And uh, I haven't watched it back yet for that very reason, but I will. But I guess that enties my answer. Just watch back, watch yourself back. It's difficult. Make notes, see what other people are doing. Um, go with your gut, trust your instincts if there's, you know, if you watch something you go, oh that wasn't very good, try and figure out why it wasn't very good because you're probably right and it's a question of time and it's a question of practice and perfecting, right It, it all starts with hard work and uh while it doesn't always guarantee rewards, I like to think that I did put in the work, and I have improved but i I' still nowhere near where I want to be, and I never will be. It's the dangling carrot, so I will continue to um to try and get better than that, and that's probably would what was what I would tell other people to do the same uh wrestling with fiction says as a wrestling fan turned wrestler are there any matches that you used to hate but you look back at now and love i'd love to hear your thoughts well there isn't one specific one but i did start watching wrestling very differently i started to get i mean i always respected wrestlers hugely but when you get taught a headlock takeover for example that's not something we're really going to squeal about when we see it on television but now i know how wrong it can go and now i know how hard it is to look smooth. Yeah, when you see somebody do it, especially when it comes to WWE, because you do get a lot of WWE's rubbish. Now, they're high caliber. What they do at a fundamental level, they're high caliber performers. They just are. Doesn't mean you have to like them again or enjoy their characters. But I think they're better than some people give them credit for. So that's really what opened my eyes. Just how difficult and intrinsic professional wrestling can be. But that's one of the reasons I wanted to do it. I wanted to be as embedded as, it, as I could. And I wanted to learn and I wanted to smarten myself up. And I certainly have not done that 100%. But I will continue to try, uh, try and do it. Aaron says, favorite five wrestling stables factions. Also have a very lovely day. And my you uh oh man i don't know i mean nwo would be in there four horsemen would be in there i'm gonna forget one is the problem four horsemen nwo uh i'm gonna have to type it in oh i pressed the wrong button that's not good best wrestling factions oh the heart foundation absolutely the heart foundation let me get back to where i was before i get confused there we go yeah heart foundation nwo um i forgot the other one said the four horsemen probably bullet club really given how long it's been going on for it's kind of hard not to love the bullet club because you can you can pick about 72 different versions of them and so it gives me one more i'm not picking dx because i was never a dx guy as a kid i was so obsessed with stone cold i just was that's the truth evolution would be in there i think maybe even the new day you know i really like the new day dangerous alliance was good That's a difficult one for that last one. I'd have to sit down and think about it. Probably should do it now. Uh, Michael says, where is Drew McIntyre? Could he be away for 30 days? No, my friend Michael. They kept him off the show so that when he pops up in the main event next week, they go crazy. There is nothing untowards with Drew McIntyre not being uh, part of the... um Uh, Part of the show. Jake says, Do you think you'll pull off a German suplex being part of your set? Yeah, I've done lots of German suplexes and I've taken them. Terrifying to take. You have to make sure you go all limp and just trust that your back's going to fall in the right place. John says, Should I take off my trunks before or administering the rear naked chokehold? Massively regret reading that one. I would like to apologize to everyone. This is why they should be vetted. Uh, Walvaro says, What's your take on all this heat on Sammy Guevara backstage? Well, I think a lot of it's overblown. And. I mean, the way I looked at it was like this. Ultimately, the people that made it to the very top of this business, I'm not saying Sammy Guevara is or isn't going to doing that. It's just my comparison. Stone Cold Steve Austin would turn stuff down. John Cena would turn stuff down. The Undertaker would turn stuff down. uh, The Rock would occasionally turn stuff down. Hulk Hogan would always turn stuff down. And while there is good and bad to that, usually it was to try and protect their characters. Bret Hart, for example, Shawn Michaels. And it's within that that they uh, they managed to get to the top. So... Yeah, that's kind, of how, uh, that's kind of how I see it. Uh, without knowing all the facts, if he thought it was going to be able to protect him as a performer, it was probably the right thing to do. But there are ways and means. Uh, Mike 2, or Michael Shadow, says, Why do bookers and wrestlers decide to do so many surprise roll-ups to finish matches? Because technically nobody lost. If you do a surprise roll-up, the other guy can, you know, you can sell it as, oh, he got caught, he wasn't ready. I think it's a Pat- Patterson finish. I think he was a big fan of that, was a big proponent of it. And look, there's nothing wrong with it as a finish. But as you've suggested, people just do it too much uh adieta says why is there such a big difference in quality between raw and smackdown nowadays is it simply because of the extra hour i think the extra hour is a massive problem uh because you don't want to do anything for three hours there's things that i love in my life i don't want to do them for three hours not even to the gym and i love the gym can't even go at the moment hopefully opening up in a couple of months so that's certainly a problem yes and i think sometimes the people writing raw probably overthink it or trying to struggle to fit things in I would say it's a huge reason. Absolutely. And there's a lot of dumb stuff on Raw too. Uh, Pierce says, Thoughts on Edge challenging for the Universal title. I get him facing Reigns. But ever since WWE put the title on Reigns, they seem to push it as the main title. Truthfully, the NXT title has more lineage and prestige than the Universal title. I don't agree with that at all. I think uh, Roman Reigns has turned that belt into something that feels excellent. Uh, not that the NXT title doesn't that does too but it's all about the feud it's in really and the person that, that, that's wearing it I like Edge in that program because if he does win I think it's such a nice story to tell like he wins the belt back I know it's not technically but you know he wins his world championship back that he never properly lost and if um, Roman Reigns wins then you have the tragic side of the story which I also like in the sense that Edge came so close to the sun and then got burned Oh, man, I think it's great. So and it, and it feels like a big deal to me. It does, so I'm all good with it. Uh, Guru says, How is it possible for The Miz to be in two matches at Mania? Or is it possible? It's two nights after all. Have bad bunny match in night one and WWE triple threat or fatal four-way in night two. I mean, that's just overkill. You don't want to do that. And also, if you are the world champion and then you're having a bad bunny match on night one... Why wouldn't why wouldn't it be for the for the title? I certainly wouldn't do that. I think one one performer per night. Don't don't overdo it. Um, the Football Show says, Do you wish they'd change King Corbin's persona to King Carbon? <laughs> He'd be anti-recycling, pro-CFCs, pro-pollution, more oil, more carbon footprint. Actually, that could be his finisher: the carbon footprint. A big polluting boot right to the face. Thoughts? I'll hang up and listen. Well, you could do it. And then you could bring back Daniel Bryan's eco-warrior character and they can feud. I would just like, I would really like Baron Corbin. I think he gets a hard rap. I think we just need to take the King gimmick off him because it's been like 16 months or something. And it's just, I much prefer that kind of rich asshole dude he played on smackdown last week i'm hoping we're going with somewhere like that i was excited about knights of the lone wolf but i understand that's out of his hands but uh yeah i think we do need to to change it up maybe not that one but it's a good idea 50 gypsies says interesting name would you rather watch wrestling from a company where the content is exactly what you want but it's predictable or a company where the content is 40 percent what you want and then less predictable oh that one i don't want you know just because i want it doesn't mean that i'm right you know, I watch wrestling and most of my creative endeavors to see what kind of entertainment somebody else is going to throw in front of my face. So if it's just something I want all the time, I probably get a bit bored. No, I, I always want the roller coaster ride. And then, yeah, 40, 50 percent of the time, hopefully it's, um, it's suited to my tastes. But I certainly am I'm not arrogant enough to think that I know best most of the time I don't if ever Esteban says people seem to be very angry about Miz being champion any chance Lashley accidentally gets turned face by taking the belt off him well no Lashley's gonna get turned face because he's the most dominant awesome person in the entire world <laughs> when you beat people up that easily and you look that cool you magically become a baby face David says do you think that WWE's constant inability to move on from 50-50 booking will see Bobby Lashley inevitably his title run inevitably mean nothing because they're trying to protect you too much I don't know Maybe not with those two guys. I, it's difficult to say because, yes, they do do 50-50 booking too much. But there's every chance with, on that one they allow them to have the, the match that we, that we want. Who knows? Annabelle says, please describe your favorite pyro and what setup you would have for yourself. Well, Kane's pyro is my favorite. That was the coolest thing ever. And if I was going to have pyro, man, I'd take any pyro. When I come out and slap my head, like Goldberg, you know, he does the kicks and all those things go off. You could do that. Batista with a machine gun, same thing. I just slap my head. Basically anything, if I could slap my head and a bunch of fireworks go off, I'd be happy. Leon, six man, hell in a cell for Mrs. Tyler Mania. Yay or nay? Nay, because we've run the hell in the cell into the ground uh mtn troll chief says when does simon miller make his aew dark debut well mostly in my dreams but we never say never and we go after our dreams so you know who even knows sam charlotte to be oscar then raya to win it at wrestlemania to correct the mistakes of last year's and really launch her as a star do you agree i do that is what i do because i've resigned myself with the fact that oscar will lose it but if the end of the line is Rhea winning it and off charlotte i think that instantly makes her a star for people that don't know so yeah do that Cody, it's my birthday. Would you like my tweet? I will say happy birthday to you. And I'll I'll reply to happy birthday on here in a minute. I can't do it right now because my keyboard's nowhere near me. But uh, absolutely. And I hope you have a lovely day. Uh, Hugo says, is Mike the Miz, sorry, is the Miz losing the title at Fastlane? Probably. Or next week, I would guess. Uh, Mr. Hugo, can you help me out with maths? No, dude, it's not my my strong point. I I flipping suck. (laughs) Edward, The 20-year anniversary of WrestleMania 17 is coming. So The Rock and Steve Austin do a Broken Skull session. In celebration of this, do you have any thoughts? Look, trust me. If WWE or Stone Cold Steve Austin could get The Rock on, he would get on. But The Rock is a very busy man. I think he's in Hawaii at the moment filming Black Adam. So I think that's the issue is finding the time. Maybe one day in the future they will. It would be awesome. Gary says, is your match with Sammy Callahan still on? I mean, look, the borders in this side of the world haven't even opened up yet. So we've got to get there first before we can even kind of make those kind of decisions but hopefully I I I I really 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 hope so um it was very very upsetting we'll just leave it at that but yes hopefully we can uh, we can rearrange that when the world has calmed down a little bit Uh, Craig says, Do you think Creative will keep Lashley a part of the Hurt business and make them an even more dominant stable? Or do you think they're going to go the route of making him turn on them and go the selfish champ route when he inevitably wins all the (laughs) titles in the company? No, I mean... The uh, huge reason for Bobby Lashley's success is the Hurt Business and how cool they are. You need to keep him in it. Taking him out would be a mistake. We've seen time and time again that pulling the trigger too early on breakups never works. Nobody wants to see it. It's why I'm hoping we've calmed down with the Cedric Alexander stuff. Let's just make them stronger and stronger and better and better until somebody else comes along and beat them. That's how wrestling works. Uh, Oregano says, how do you go about booking Reigns and Edge at Mania? Do you have Edge go over to send the fans home happy or have Roman continue his reign of dominance? It's like I say, you can do either and both works. And that's what you should do. Should have with a good story. You should have these multiple endings, one that will make you feel awesome and one that will probably make you cry. So and that's why I think it's great. And that's why I'm glad they've gone in this, uh, this direction. Kevin says, if you worked for one of the big three, would you rather have a high profile main event short run like Goldberg in 03 without winning any title or a long to low mid card run with short IC US title reigns like Zack Ryder or Matt Cardona, where the only push you get is off the effing stage? No, I think you'd want main event and short. I mean, you could argue that Steve Austin was main event and short. And look at the impact that he made. I mean, both are pretty good gigs. I think sometimes we forget that too. If you're an upcoming professional wrestler and you could have a career like Matt Cardona, flipping L, that's pretty damn amazing. But I think if you could choose, you'd have the hot and heavy in and out, even though you obviously want to go longer. I just think you get more from it would be my guess um dylan hey simon hope things are well and with you dylan do you think that with the exception of bianca Belair, the future of WWE's women's division lies squarely upon Rhea and the four horsewomen are people like oscar alexa and shane are just going to be in the dust now no i don't think so at all i think you need to use their experience you need to build new stars it's just like the, the thing with the men you, you need everything ticking on all cylinders to to build a division And I think just ignoring those uh, four or five, however you mentioned, just because more people come along is a mistake. You need to meld them all into one big pot and then build and build and build. And WWE's women roster is incredible. They just do silly things every now and then. Eleanor, how do you feel about wrestlers breaking kayfabe? E.g. many people have a problem with Alexa Bliss posting normal pictures to social media given her current character. I don't care at all. Like, these are human beings. You have to allow them to have some time off. If somebody wants to keep up that facade, I think it should be their choice. And as a fan, I'm massively going to appreciate it. But at the same time, if somebody just wants to chill out, let them chill out. I know their lives are a little bit easier now because they haven't got to travel so much, but it's still a tough life being a professional wrestler. And I think they should be allowed to embrace social media as we do. I don't expect Christian Bale, for example, to be Batman. I don't even think he's on social media, but I think that would be, I think it's grossly unfair. So um, yeah, I, I think they should do whatever the hell they want uh dom says who is your favorite board wrestler well it'd be stone cold steve austin he was my the hero as a kid i absolutely loved him uh Harine says hey simon this is my daily proclamation for my love of kenny omega what do you think of his earlier today segments that have been airing on dynamite and should there be more of them also do you think there is too much comedy and wrestling have a great rest of your day no i love those skits that kenny omega's been doing give me more the one in the school and the golf course especially made me <laughs> made me very happy You can't, I, well, I can't say there's too much or not enough comedy in wrestling because it all depends on the comedy angle. Like when Drake Maverick pissed his pants, I don't need that. Um, But yeah, you do the Kenny Omega stuff. I think that's brilliant. I thought Santina Morella was always good. Bailey's ding dong, hello segment, whatever. I think that's tremendous. So I think it kind of, you know, pertains to everything else. As long as it makes sense and as long as I enjoy it, you can have a whole show of comedy if I'm laughing my ass off from minute one to the, to the credits roll. But if it's all crap, then it is too much. So it all depends on the quality. And unfortunately, in wrestling, that can, be, that can be super hit and miss. Josh Hayes, what's your favorite wrestling entrance currently and of all time? You can't say The Undertaker. Uh, well, Triple H would be in the all-time one. If you actually watch it with the lights, that's a badass entrance. Kane would be in that one as well. Second mention for him. And currently, Kenny Omega's probably. Because no one else really has an over-the-top crazy entrance anymore. Cara Noir does over here in the UK. I'm probably excuse me, where'd that come from? Man, yawning on a podcast—that's terrible. That's why you don't stay out for the elimination chamber. Who the hell has an over-the-top? I mean, Drew McIntyre's got his sword—that's fine, but it's not like the greatest thing you've ever seen. And Roman Reigns just walks out looking like he's miserable, <laughs> as he should do. I don't know, maybe we need more elaborate over-the-top entrances. I think we probably do. I'm going to say it right now. Uh, Gitmo says, if you were to bring another celebrity into the wrestling world, who would you pick and which upcoming wrestler would you have them work with? Well, you want to go big time. You want to get the biggest actor. You want to get Taylor Swift or a Brad Pitt or a George Clooney or a, you know. I mean, that, that's me looking at it from a business point of view. In terms of what would pique my interest, you put James Hetfield in there. <laughs> I would absolutely be fascinated to see what was going on. Probably the most awkward thing ever um who else do i really like uh leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) i'm moving on from this question i only have stupid answers um where am i going next Uh, billy how exciting is it to be included in the wrestling code yeah it's awesome it blew my mind shout out to all of those guys for reaching out and making the deal i mean i never thought i'd be in a video game i still don't really think i deserve to be in a video game but i'm not going to turn an opportunity down so yeah i'll share more information with you when i have it nothing as of yet pretty damn cool and when it when i start seeing all the renders and stuff i don't even know how i'm going to feel so yeah it was it was it was all right we'll say that uh jose says what is the resting finisher you would love to take not deliver but to sell i think probably the tombstone by the undertaker just for the gravitas triple h's pedigree would be up there too but when you watch that move it's pretty damn terrifying that must be a horrible move to take like the stars clash i'm just gonna plant you right into the mat and you really can't do anything about it yeah, so I'll say that. Cassin uh, says, what do you think about Drew versus Lashley versus Brock at WrestleMania? You don't need to put Brock in there. If Brock is going to work WrestleMania, you either do Lashley versus Brock or you do Drew versus Brock. It's overkill because you can then do the other match later down the line. You don't want to do it all too soon uh kaz says have you always planned on using simon miller as your wrestling name or did you have other names that either weren't great as you initially thought or just fell through well no it's because we did the documentary series so over on what culture i did my wrestling journey and people watched me you know trying to get good so if all of a sudden i debuted as you know i don't know terry wallhead people like well what did you do that for so i was using it based on you know the the platform that i'd uh i built for myself I had a lot of plans to not necessarily change my name, but shake a few things up. Then obviously the pandemic hit. But hopefully when the walls do open or the doors reopen, I can start showing you that. So we will hopefully come back to this down the line. Tom, do you think Kevin Owens deserves another world title? Absolutely, yes. Uh, Balaji says, huge fan, Simon. I just want to ask, if you are booking a feud for AEW right now, which is not done, who would be in it? That's a great question. Uh, well, if you know done Kenny Omega versus Cody, I'd do that. I think that would be a really good storytelling feud and I'd also want to see John Moxley versus who would be good John Moxley versus uh, Ricky Starks or something like that because I think they do good promos together, and I get excited. Have we done that? I don't think so. I get confused uh jb says why is everyone kicking out of finishing moves because the finisher hasn't been a finisher for around about 15 to 16 maybe even 17 years uh mr frank says is it true you are really bald yes you can see that just by looking at my head um where am i going james says is the fiend overrated no i don't think so i just think maybe booked not 100 percent as well as he could have been which was a problem with bray white but i like it again i like the hocus pocus i don't think it should go away uh, Sayan says, how many times by 2031 are we going to see Mox versus Kenny? I don't think that much. I think we'll do it and then we'll move away. But you can't be mad about that. They work excellently together. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Uh, Irish Wrestling Entertainment says, would you rather never see the 24-7 title on TV again or hold it once in my life? Hold it. Of course, it means I'm in the WWE. I know I take sort of shots and jokes at WWE, but come on now. It's still it's still the big time. It's still pretty damn good. Uh, High Boom says, what do you think is the stupidest WWE gimmick? <laughs> <laughs> and who is the best who has a stupid gimmick right now riddle's gimmick is kind of stupid but he does pull it off and bobby Lashley has the best gimmick because bobby lash's gimmick is literally i'm going to beat you and win and that's what everybody wants in wrestling everybody wants that in wrestling there is nobody if you said what do you want to do it's the bob holly story i think i've told it before i'll tell it again the bob holly story is literally bob what do you want to do and he goes well i want to win the title and then they say well then what do you want to do well i want to beat everyone <laughs> it's the best it is the best story Because again, it's exactly what people would ask. So um, I I still can't believe this has happened to Bobby Lashley. I'm really happy for him because I think it works perfectly. And you may have seen a tweet going around that um, Backlund... Go look up Bob Backlund in 1995 when he was the world champion. He's the same age as Bobby Lashley and he looks about 80 and Bobby Lashley looks about 20. It doesn't make any sense. It is properly, properly crazy. But that's why I love it. That's why I love this crazy sport of professional wrestling. Age is... It's kind of a thing... But also, kind of not a thing. It's really, 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 really weird. But uh, yeah, again, it's why, why I like it so much. And we will ask one more if I can find it because a few people have asked the same things, which is fine. I just don't want to repeat the question. Um, I have to go on from up here. Uh, someone called me bald again. Awesome. We'll go with Carlos. Favorite opponent, dream opponent, and will you guest star in the all-around podcast by W. Acave 2 uh if you dm me and tell me what that is maybe hashtag bald a-hole as well excellent uh my favorite opponent that i've wrestled and my dream opponent um i don't i can't really answer my favorite opponent i've wrestled because i was a work in progress so kind of every single match i was having i was gaining something more so it was more of like this uh chunk of wrestling matches that I was doing where I was like, okay, I'm getting a bit better here. I'm getting a bit better there. My dream opponent is always the same. It would be somebody that you know. It would be a Cody Rhodes. It would be a Triple H. It would be an Undertaker. It would be a Roman Reigns, a Drew McIntyre, John Moxley, Kevin Owens, you know, because it means you would have got to the top. I don't know whether that's ever going to happen, but I always like to dream big, like I say, but you can't uh, you can't account for any of that stuff. I'm just looking forward to getting back. Like It sounds like over here in the UK by um the middle of the year summertime we're going to be able to start doing indoor events again with limited capacity stuff and i want to make sure that everything is health and safety and hopefully try and get the vaccine before then but yeah it's going to have been a year and a half essentially before that and i had this big plan for wrestling which i still do so i will throw myself into it and i will see where i get to again nothing is uh, guaranteed but we've just got to blast it as best as we can so i'm very very excited about that and look if you do have a wrestling promotion in your area be it wherever and you think you'd like to see me come in just get in touch with them and maybe they'll get in touch with me you just don't know um i would like that very much and on that note that cheap plug that shilling what's the word people use i can't remember now it's because of the b what do people do i don't know i don't you don't want you don't want me to waste time on this we- <laughs> actually before i do that let's just check nothing it's I still to this day how long ago was it that paul paul hayman and Eric bischoff got hired But (laughs) still terrified news is going to drop. Apparently Chris Jericho just trademarked his CMLL ring name. Which was Corazon de Leon, which meant Lionheart. I don't think. Maybe he's going to go back. Good for him. If he wants to do it, fair play. Anyway, uh, please do subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already on your chosen app of choice. If you are able to rate it, please give it a rating too because it puts it up the charts. Share it with a friend. Put it on Reddit. Don't. They'll get mad. We can if you want. Tweet it out, whatever you want to do. If you do want to come chat to me at Simon316 on Instagram or Twitter, again, i got a YouTube channel. Just search for Simon Miller. Uh, patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Again, thank you from the bottom of my heart for everybody that did sign. Simon. up bigcartel.com for merchandise shout out to for supporting the show and yeah we've got a crazy week left ahead of us so we've got impact wrestling tonight as i'm recording this then we'll do aw tomorrow thursday we kind of get the day off but i don't because we'll do a retro show let's have a look if the poll is up i'm not sure if the poll has gone up yet but we can find out what's winning and what's losing it is up So the four this week was TNA Unbreakable 2005, NXT TakeOver, first one ever, WrestleMania 12, and The Raw, where Mankind wins the title. And amazingly, right now, TNA Unbreakable 2005, (laughs) what's going on, is top of that list. So I'll be watching that on Thursday, and then obviously Friday will be SmackDown, and then do we have a pay-per-view this weekend? I don't think we do. I get very, very confused, but the point is there's lots for us to enjoy, there's lots for us to to uh, be distracting ourselves with make sure you stay safe make sure you stay healthy thank you so much for giving me this hour of your time and i will talk to you all again very soon